Well, here we are. And you can see from the um, palm branches and from what's been said in the service and the readings that, yes, we are focusing on Palm Sunday. And as we do that, um, the, the different accounts of Palm Sunday written by, by the different biographers of Jesus' life, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, they have slightly different emphases when you read uh, what happened on that day, when you read the details. But they have chosen to record um, the, the occasion in that way. They've put things in for a specific purpose uh, in order to make a slightly different uh, point. And Luke, who we've been walking with, or we've been walking with Jesus, according to Luke's gospel, uh, from the north in, in Galilee all the way down to Jerusalem. And uh, as, as we come to today, Jesus finally arrives. He finally arrives, but the point that Luke wants to, to make in this arrival of Jesus to Jerusalem is that the arrival of, of uh, Jesus means it's a day of reckoning. The arrival of Jesus to Jerusalem means it is a day of reckoning. So as we follow the story, um, the verse before uh, Grace read to us says that Jesus finished in Jericho and you know the stories about Jericho. Uh, I'm sure you do, particularly if you've been to Sunday school as kids. The blind man on the road called out to Jesus um, as Jesus was passing through Jericho and Jesus healed him. Zacchaeus climbed a tree to try and see Jesus only to find out that Jesus was trying to see him and who wanted to um, bring him into his kingdom as well. And at the end of that encounter with Zacchaeus, even though the religious leaders were quite um, scathing of Jesus because he actually met with uh, a sinner, a tax collector, a cheat. But Jesus says at the end of that uh, meeting, he says, today salvation has come to this house for this man, Zacchaeus. He too is the son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. There's a little statement of Jesus' ministry that he came to seek and to save the lost. And that ties in with uh, last, last week as we were looking at, Jesus, uh, at the, the lost sheep and the lost um, coin and the lost sons. Jesus comes to save, but as he uh, approaches Jerusalem, as he goes up to Jerusalem, the salvation that Jesus brings needs to be understood and received. So that walk from Jericho to Jerusalem is a good day's walk. You can do it in about seven or eight hours. It's all the way uphill. Well, there might be a few ups and downs. Uh, it's a treacherous road, remember? Who um, got attacked on the road from Jerusalem to Jericho? Well, we don't know his name. <laughs> that was a trick question. <laughs> but we know who, who found him. It was a good Samaritan who found him. Okay, so that's the road and uh, it's, it's the main road up through the mountains to Jerusalem and when Jesus gets to the Mount of Olives, he stops. He has to go down the valley and up the other side to get to Jerusalem. He stops. 
there is one thing that is missing and it's a very strange thing. I hope that you can see that. It's a donkey. It's a donkey. So why on earth would Jesus need a donkey? Everything is set except we get this funny story about the donkey and how Jesus seemed to know that the donkey would be there and that the people who owned the donkey would give it up to Jesus when um, the disciples said that they were taking it because the Lord needed it. We don't know, did Jesus know this, this man? Did he know about his donkey? It's not really that, Im that important. But the thing is that he actually uh, has a purpose and an intention in mind as he rides uh, on a donkey, on the, the colt, the foal of a donkey. So we read um, this verse, which has already been read to us. Uh, thank you, Emma. But it does tie us all in with what Jesus is trying to actually show. What Jesus is doing here is he is actually intentionally fulfilling a prophecy. Can that, we get that ring to, is anyone else hearing it ringing? Yeah. Okay, Jesus is intentionally uh, acting to fulfill Old Testament prophecy because he is himself is claiming that this is uh, speaking about him. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. So the people of God, he's saying, shout aloud because behold, your king is coming to you, righteous and having salvation. He's coming to save. He is humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Now, we would expect kings to arrive on a stallion, wouldn't we? Um, kings coming, you know, with a great war horse and, and that, that's the kind of picture that we would have. But actually, the Old Testament symbol of the king is a donkey. King David rode on a donkey. So all of this symbolism um, is showing that Jesus is claiming to be king. And the crowds got it. How do we know the crowds got it? What did they do? They sang out in praise of the coming king. They sang out about the peace um, that the king was bringing. And they took off their, their cloaks. Uh, I like that better than the translation that said took off their garments. They did in a kind of strip. They just took off their coats and they laid them out before Jesus. And that's kind of, you know, like if someone arrives in Australia who's really roll out the red carpet, a person, walk, you know, the dignitary walks down the, the, the steps of the plane and then there's this red carpet to welcome them. Well, that's what their, their cloaks are. They're throwing them down as a, as a welcome to Jesus as king, but they're also throwing it down because they're submitting themselves to the king. They are actually giving their coats to the king and they are singing in praise. So the crowds very clearly understood that Jesus was claiming to be the long-awaited king. And the Pharisees understood it too. 
How do we know that? Well, they said to Jesus in verse 39, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. And Jesus says back to them, Even the stones would cry out. If these people were quiet, even the stones themselves would cry out because Jesus is king of all creation. Jesus is king over everything. And Jesus says, even if these people were quiet, the creation resounds with the message that Jesus is Lord of all, that Jesus is Lord over the whole of creation. So all is ready. And uh, as they come to the crest of the hill, they stop, or Jesus stops. There's a, a, a photograph uh, today from the, the Mount of Olives looking down the, the valley and then up to Jerusalem. You can see the, the golden dome. That's the dome of the rock, the mosque that now sits on the Temple Mount. And the temple in Jesus' day was right down the other end. It was at the um, left-hand end of, of the photograph there. So Jesus gets to the city and he gets, sorry, gets to the ridge to look at the city and he stops. There are lots of people who are travelling with him. There are lots of, of other people who are just on the way to Jerusalem because it's the Passover week. So there's lots of people and today... So many people go to Jerusalem and walk that same pathway. The pilgrims, if you like, on a journey. And they are on a journey to, to welcome the, 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 the king and uh, to receive Jesus. But there is something that is not quite right. Jesus stops and Luke records for us that Jesus looked at the city and he wept. What, what a strange response. You know, for all these weeks we've been looking at Jesus kind of having his mind set to going to Jerusalem and he gets there, you know, or just on the verge of getting into the city and he stops and he breaks down in tears. Why does that happen? Well, we are told that when he drew near and saw the city, he wept over it, saying, if you, even you, had only known on this day what would bring you peace, but now it is hidden from your eyes. The people are welcoming him as a king, but is he the kind of king that they are expecting? What do they think the king should do. And if the king doesn't live up to their expectations, they are only too quick to turn on him. And Jesus said, if you had only known what would bring you peace. You see, the, Jesus is the Prince of Peace. In Luke chapter 2, right back when Jesus was born, um, the angels cried out, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace amongst those with whom he is pleased. Jesus came to bring peace and this idea of peace in the Jewish context is, is called shalom. And it's not just like 
peace went, went like lack of any war or any opposition. No, peace, shalom peace, means well-being. It means that all is well with my soul, as we sang. It means that everything is as it should be. It means that God is God and his people follow him and live with him. That is the peace that Jesus brings. And Jesus says, it is hidden from your eyes. The way that that peace is to come through the King of Glory as he enters into Jerusalem, the people have missed their opportunity. They will fail to see who he is. And when they meet the disappointment of what Jesus does as, as king, they quickly turn against him and it's within a short number of days until Jesus um, is shouted at by the crowd, not Hosanna, but crucify him, crucify him. They turn against the king. Jesus wept, not because of his own coming death, but because this was the day of reckoning, the day of visitation. As we um, look at the rest of what, what Jesus says, Jesus says, after, after the last verse where, he's, where there will be no peace, he says, they will dash you uh, to the ground, you and the children within your walls. So he's talking to the people of the city, continuing with that. This is what's going to happen. This is a prophetic word of Jesus uh, and a word of judgment that comes. And he says, they will not leave one stone on another because you did not recognise the time of God's coming to you. You did not recognise the day of God's visitation is literally what it means. And that's, that's a technical word. The day of visitation in the Old Testament, the day of, of, the, 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 day of the Lord, the coming of, of the presence of God is for some a great day of victory because Jesus will vindicate or God will save his people. But for those who are against God, it is a terrible day, the day of visitation, because it will bring judgment. And Jesus makes this statement that the people of Jerusalem have missed out, have not understood. Isn't that tragic? They have not understood the nature of Jesus' kingship. And the day of visitation for them will be a day of judgment. And Jesus says these words that the walls of the, of the city will be, will be pulled down and that's exactly what happened in the year 70 AD when the Romans built um, a ramp up to the city wall so that they could invade and when they got into the city they killed everybody and they burnt the city and they actually pulled the, uh, the temple apart stone by stone. This is what's left of the modern day temple. Those first few metres of rock at the bottom of that picture, uh, which is that wall of the, of the um, temple mount that I just showed you. It was the left, hand, the left end of that picture. This is what is there today. 
it is the, the wailing wall which um, the Jews come to, to wail there because that is, that's what's left of their temple. It's been destroyed. So the day that Jesus visits is either a day of salvation or a day of judgment. Palm Sunday is ultimately a reminder to us that Jesus is coming again. That Jesus has come to visit and he continues to come to visit us. And if we cry out to him for salvation, if we cry out to him for forgiveness of our sins, if we cry out to him in repentance, then that visit is a great visit. That is a great day where the, the salvation of Jesus Christ, the peace of God, is passed on to us. But if you fail to cry out to Jesus for salvation, he will visit anyway. Jesus is coming. And for those who have rejected him, for those who are not prepared, he will come in judgment. Whether he comes in our lifetime or whether we die and stand in his presence, the day of visitation will come upon us, each and every one of us. So as we kind of begin this Easter week, um, the, the church has traditionally spent from Palm Sunday to Good Friday, um, call, they call that Holy Week, and uh, it's a preparation to renew your relationship with Christ, with the risen Lord Jesus. It's a reminder of the forgiveness that we have in Christ on Good Friday, and it's a reminder of the new life we have in Christ as, as Jesus is alive on Easter Sunday. So how do you receive Jesus as king? That's the thing that I want you to, to actually take away and to think about this week. Blessed is, is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. God's king is coming. God's king is coming in the name of God, in the name of the Lord. And as we prepare for his coming, this can be our lot. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Jesus makes us friends with God. He brings peace as he removes our sins. And we get to be involved in the glory of God in his salvation in Christ. So Palm Sunday means celebrate. The king has come to visit. And I want to leave you with that thought that this week take the time to prepare yourself for the Easter weekend. Take the time to celebrate your salvation in Jesus Christ. Take the time to celebrate the visitation of Jesus, whether that is uh, something you can remember in terms of your conversion at some point in time 
or whether that's something that you, that you know that you have prayed to God and that Jesus has actually answered that prayer uh, with, with salvation, with his presence in that way, bringing us peace. But then take a moment to pray for those for whom this visitation will not be a good day. Pray for your family and friends that the day of visitation might be one for them that is also salvation rather than judgment. So that's the challenge for this week. Rejoice for yourself. Pray for others. Invite people to come. If ever there was a time that someone is willing to come to church, it's, it's Easter, isn't it? Easter and Christmas. People will come. We get a public holiday. Everyone knows about it. But don't just invite them, pray for them. And pray that, that God, that they might know the peace of God that brings salvation. And I pray that you may all know that as well as we celebrate this holy week, remembering that Jesus is our Lord, that he is our peace and our salvation. Let's pray. Thank <laughs> you.